What's good, everyone? G Money Stacks, aka Lonely Nomad, aka the Greginator, aka the Rookie of New York, and I want to talk to you about Anchor and my show. Anchor is a free hosting site and phone app which is owned by Spotify. It's the easiest, awesome way to make a podcast. Why are you wasting your money paying for a hosting site to promote your podcast with limited storages? Forget about it. I'll explain. There's creation tools that allow you to record, edit, monetize, add music intros, music outros, uploading episodes with unlimited storages of your podcast right from your phones, computers, laptops, and tablets. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Plus, you get sponsorships. It's everything you need to make a podcast, including the listeners supporting your show. That way, you can listen to the episodes of my show off the Meat Rat Change New York podcast, the unfiltered comedy show about the stories mixed with entertainment, music, real life segments, and much more. Now, where can you find, follow, and listen to the show, you ask? You can follow the podcast on Facebook and Instagram, which is off the Meat Rat Change NY podcast, alongside with my Instagram handle. G Money Stacks 555 in Queens and Queens, New York. To spell it out is O F F T H E M E A T R A C K C H A I N Z N Y P O D C A S T, all in one word. Now, streaming platforms, in case you missed any of the episodes, we are on Anchor. Audio Burst, Breaker, Podorama, Listen Notes, Spotify, Stitcher, Deezer, Podchaser, Pocket Cast, Podcast Addict, Play FM, Tune In, Google Podcasts, and please don't forget that Off the Meat Rat Change New York Podcast is on Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, and YouTube. If you have a dream of creating and becoming a podcaster like myself and individual friends that is co-hosting with me, go download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Take advantage of the opportunity that's thrown in your face. If I could do it and reach success, so can you. Let's go.
Yes, yes. Five, four, three, two, one. Good evening, new listeners and current listeners from all around the world, including the areas of Long Island, the USA, the five boroughs of the Bronx, Manhattan, Brooklyn, Staten Island, and Queens. This is your host with the most, G-Money Stacks, a.k.a. Lonely Nomad, a.k.a. Rookie Podcaster of Queens, New York, and a.k.a. The Greginator. And you are now rocking with Off the Meat Rat Chain's New York Podcast, episode 42. That's right, folks, 42. Now, in case in case you missed any of the previous episodes, don't worry, I got you. All you gotta do is your part by subscribing to the YouTube channel, which is G Money Stacks Five Fifty Five. Be sure to enable alerts and tap on the notification bell so you can be reminded of when the show goes on the air live stream. And also, be sure to. You know, leave a like and a comment on the episodes, including the topics and also more video content, upcoming episodes, previous recorded episodes. And also, last but not least, don't forget to share the podcast alongside with your friends and audio streaming platforms, which I will go over at the end of the show. Now, I know I haven't had a chance to talk about how my weekend was, so I'm going to start with that one. So my weekend was okay. I did do a lot of thinking about um, how I should actually tend to relax a bit and not try too hard to try to please everybody. And, and, and that's pretty much what I got from when I was speaking to my sister about this. And, you know, you know, I'm not a comedian. I'm not a comedian with jokes, but I do my best to be to be funny in my natural. Original original way. Because all that stuff can't be forced. Um. Also. I would like to touch on something actually that was um look previous episodes ago I remember I, I was discussing a time that I took a critical thinking class and how I had a bad experience being in front of people because I was overloaded with mad information and that cost me to have a nervous breakdown and and that's the reason why sometimes you know I may not be the perfect reader, which I realized that because I try to read fast, but knowing that reading fast is not for everybody. I like to read at my own pace. Even if I butcher a few words, at least I didn't give up on myself. And that's what I'm not going to do today. So um, without further ado, let me remind people on what they should do to be a guest on the show, shall we? Now, if you'd like to be a guest on the show, 
where do you have topic ideas, a chain letter that you want me to read on the air, whatever it is, um, it could be about anything. Um, whether you are a rapper, singer, DJ, VJ, radio personality, podcast host like myself, and if you are a Black-owned trendsetter that has a business, everybody that's in career fields are all welcome. Just jump onto the email off the Meat Rat Chains NY podcast at gmail.com. That's off the Meat Rat Chains NY podcast at gmail.com. Another option, um, you can also DM me at gmoneystacks555 in Queens, New York, about anything. What is your thoughts about the episodes, the topics um, that was discussed? Um, whatever it is, if it's advice, all that is welcome. But please, no spams on my DMs. I don't want any spams in my DMs, all right? I'm just putting it out there. So, now that I got that out the way, without further ado, we are going to go to a segment called Chatting All the Jazz. Now, what is Chatting All the Jazz, you ask? Chatting All the Jazz is the segment about the topics that that catches the interest, whether it's trending, whether it's some topics that doesn't get discussed that don't get the recognition. And and our first topic for today has to do with people buying fake COVID-19 cards. This is unbelievable and I'm just going to I'm going to just I'm going to just read it anyway. So let me just <laughs> let me just read this so I can actually get my thoughts together and stuff. So, so here we go. But first, um, this is crazy. I'm sorry, but why in the hell would somebody try to invent a fake COVID-19 vaccination card? Now I'm going to explain why it's crime on there. So here we go. So, a vendor on Amazon was discovered selling a pack of blank COVID-19 vaccination cards this week. The post has since been removed, but photos reshared online showed a 10-pack of blank cards going for $12.99. I repeat, 20 no, $12.99. That's close to $13, folks. Um, in the U.S., actually getting a COVID-19 vaccine and receiving a legitimate vaccination card is free. The small white piece of card stock given to Americans after receiving all necessary COVID-19 shots is only official way to show some proof of full immunization on the fly. But according to the Federal Trade Commission, sorry about the signs, folks. Those simple cards easily replicated by fraudsters never were designed to prove vaccination status long term. Other vendors selling fake vaccine cards have cropped up on Etsy, 
an e-commerce site focusing on handmade and vintage items on pro Trump forums and on the dark web, according to recent reports. We do not, end quote, we do not allow the products in question in our store. We have proactive measures in place to prevent prohibited products from being listed, and we continuously monitor our store. An Amazon spokesman, spokesperson, to be exact, said in an email to NPR, in this case, we have removed the items and taken action on the bad actors involved in bypassing our controls. Etsy didn't immediately respond to NPR's request for comment. A black market for a fake vaccination card has grown in the waning days of the pandemic in the U.S. and other parts of the world. Authorities have been warning about the rise in the pandemic-related fraud for months. Fake vaccines cards only have a negative impact on public health, the FBI said. But they are against the law, unauthorized use of an unofficial, excuse me, Official government agency's seal can be punished with a fine or up to five years in prison. The FBI said earlier this year, by misrepresenting yourself as vaccinated when entering schools, mass transit, workplaces, gyms, or places of worship, you put yourself and others around you at risk of contracting COVID-19. The FBI and Justice Department didn't immediately respond to a request for comment on potential investigations into such schemes. State attorneys general set their sights on the issue in April, urging tech CEOs to nip this phenomenon in the bud before it gets worse. In April, 47 members of the National Association of Attorneys General sent the CEOs of Twitter Shopify and eBay a letter requesting that they take immediate action on bad actors spreading COVID-19 misinformation and using the sites to sell fake vaccine cards. The letter read the false and deceptive marketing and sales of fake COVID-19 cards threatened the health of our communities, slows progress and getting our residents protected from the virus and are a violation of the laws of many states. <clears throat> a coalition of 42 attorneys general sent a separate letter later that month to offer up an online mobile marketplace requesting similar action after fraudulent and black excuse me, blank COVID-19 vaccine cards were discovered being sold on the platform. One pack of vaccine cards was being sold for $40. Efforts are being made to prevent fraud. Catching and charging people behind the selling of fake COVID-19 immunization cards has been rare so far. 
California ball owner Todd Anderson was arrested last month for allegedly signing fake COVID-19 vaccination cards in what was believed to be the first thwarted scheme of its kind. Oh, boy. Now, this is crazy. Um, Anderson was charged with identity theft, forging government documents, falsifying medical records, and having a loaded unregistered handgun. Really? A gun? Really, though? Are you really that stupid? <laughs> to carry a gun along with doing the most evil thing, faking um, by pretending to be fully vaccinated, you should be ashamed of yourself by doing that. All right. This is, this is not, this is not, this is not funny right now. How do you sleep at night knowing that you're scamming people with fake COVID-19 cards? You have to be really, really desperate to get all that attention. Anyway, in Long Island, a now former CVS employee was caught with dozens of COVID-19 vaccination cards that he planned to provide to family and friends. In response to those cases, New York legislators started the process of making it a felony to forge or poses fake immunization records, including COVID-19 cards. Last week, the New York State Senate passed legislation um, S.4516B. Bill spon sponsor Senator Anna M. Kaplan said in the press release, we're already seeing anti-vaxxers spread tips online for how to create eight fake cards in order to get around vaccination mandates and we need to put a stop to this effort to defraud the public so that our recovery from the pandemic can keep moving forward okay so the moral of the story is you do something very stupid like this by creating a fake vaccination card to actually mislead people with misleading information, there's going to be consequences of you being in prison for five years. So let that be a lesson of the day. All right. And speaking of lessons, it seems like Warner Media and Discovery Deal, um, seems to seems to be falling apart in a dilemma so let's read this at&t's new deal to merge warner media with discovery has major implications for hbo max and may impact upcoming warner brothers movies as well the landscape of movie and tv streaming is set to shift following the announcement that AT&T is merging Warner Media with Discovery Incorporated to create a new company under a new name yet to be revealed 
The deal will put Warner Media's subsidiaries, including Warner Brothers Pictures, HBO Max, DC Films, and networks like CNN and TBS under the same name under the umbrella as discovery brands like HGTV, Animal Planet, Food Network, and of course, Discovery Channel. <clears throat> the news of the deal broke less than five years after AT&T first announced its planned $85.4 billion. That's right. $85.4 billion. Acquisition of Tom Warner. This was hit with an antitrust lawsuit by the Department of Justice, which AT&T fought against and eventually won. Rebranding Tom Warner as Warner Media. However, the merging of Warner Media and Discovery will eventually undo that hard won deal and create an entirely new company that is no longer vertical vertically integrated with AT&T. And I can't control I can't control the sirens, folks. So don't mind that as long as you can hear me. Anyway. The full details of the Warner Media Discovery merger are still being determined, but for the average viewer, it almost certainly means that changes to streaming service options are on the way. Here's a breakdown of the merger. The movies and TV shows involved in it and what it could mean for subsidiarities to be exact, subsidiarities like HBO and Warner Brothers. Okay. In a nutshell, AT&T's acquisition of Tom Warner was part of an ambitious plan to expand the company's scope into producing media content like movies and TV shows and to get in on the lucrative streaming wars with the creation of HBO Max now AT&T is letting go of Warner Media's assets in order to refocus on telecommunications and offload some of the debt that resulted from its expensive purchase a few years ago. Warner Media and Discovery will cease to exist as individual companies and re-emerge as a new company that combines the assets of both. This company won't be a subsidiarity of AT&T, like WarnerMedia was. But AT&T's shareholders will own 71% of the company, while Discovery shareholders will own the other 29%. The deal is expected to conclude in 2022 with Discovery's current president and CEO, David Zasloff, becoming CEO of the company after the merge is complete. All right. The aim of merging WarnerMedia with Discovery is to cover an extremely broad 
range of content from news and sports to superhero movies to reality TV shows with the long-term goal of creating a streaming package that covers all of consumers' needs. The growing number of streaming services like Amazon, Disney+, Hulu, Netflix, and Apple TV means that viewers are finding themselves having to sign up to too many different subscriptions in order to access everything they want to watch. With competition between streaming platforms, Fierce, Warner Media, slash Discovery could gain an edge by creating a one-shot, excuse me, one-stop, one-stop, I say, shot for some of the biggest movie and TV brands, ranging from scripted drama to live sports. This was also Disney's strategy when it created its bundle of Disney+, Plus, Hulu, and ESPN. Um, the new company created by the Warner Media Discovery merger will own all of Warner Media's current properties. That includes DC Entertainment and DC Films. So anything related to the world of DC, including DC Comics, upcoming movies like The Batman, The Flash, and Shazam, Fury of the Gods, and TV shows like Doom Patrol and Titans will be under the umbrella of the new company. There's also HBO's library of content, including prestige TV shows like Game of Thrones. And its upcoming prequel series, House of the Dragon, The Sopranos, Succession, and Westworld. And through Warner Brothers' pitches, the deal will involve a considerable chunk of movie franchises and cinematic universes, including Harry Potter, the MonsterVerse, the Matrix, and the Conjuring Universe. Adult Swim and Cartoon Network are also among Warner Media's subsidiarities, so Rick and Morty are along for the ride. Um, night. Now, I don't know what to say on that one, but I will say this, though. I actually spoke to a friend of mine in regards to the whole the whole thing with the dilemma of Warner Media and and how Disney is trying to get their claws on it, which I feel I feel that Disney sometimes be making bonehead decisions. And, you know, for those of you out there that's listening out there, um, I want you to share your thoughts on YouTube and tell me how you feel about the 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 Warner Media merger along with um, Discovery going to Disney. Is it a good thing or is it a bad thing? I will post that question on the podcast page so you guys can actually share your thoughts and talks about that. And speaking of sharing thoughts and talks, speaking of sharing thoughts and talks, um, many of you may not know, um, when I looked up this story about Amazon purchasing MGM Studios, 
Like, you know, I was pretty shocked about this because MGM is known for the James Bond movies. And, and to back it up, I do have an article that I'd like to share with you. So here we go. So this was recently posted June 8th, by the way. Um, Amazon's recent purchase of Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer Studios is rich with opportunities for new content based on beloved film franchises such as James Bond and Rocky. But the online marketplace doesn't have to compete with Netflix, Disney Plus, or Hulu for viewers for its viewers, movies, and shows. <clears throat> Say North Northeastern scholars, it just has to offer content good enough that families on the fence about subscribing to Amazon Prime decide it's worth the plunge. In quote, Amazon doesn't need to be the best at streaming, says Venkat Kapis Whammy, assistant professor of entrepreneurship and innovation at Northeastern. They just need to be good enough for people already on the website to purchase one more bag of pet food to decide that a prime membership is worth it after all. <clears throat> Samina Karim, professor of entrepreneurship and innovation says, the bar can be lower for Amazon streaming service because they are bundling a lot of other services in with it. It's not just entertainment. It's also free shipping, discounts at Whole Foods, and more. Um, Amazon purchased the organic grocery chain in 2017. I didn't know that. Who knew? So why purchase MGM at all then? Quote, it's a classic case of musical chairs. Cuppets Whammy says, Media companies are competing for scale and consolidating in order to offer the most content. Discovery and Warner Media merged last year. Disney bought much of 21st Century Fox, and Comcast owns Universal Studios as well as its own streaming platform, Peacock. Everyone is kind of paired off. They've all found their dance partners, and there aren't that many valuable content libraries left, Kupiswami says. One of the notable ones had been MGM, which had been on the market for some time now. The e-commerce giant purchased MGM Studios for a whopping $8.45 billion dollars. I'm going to repeat what I said. $8.45 billion. It was a surprising price, roughly 40% more than other potential buyers, including Apple and Comcast, thought MGM was worth. According to the New York Times, but it wasn't in altogether surprising business move, Karim says. In general, 
what you are seeing here is a vying for content, says Corinne. And what we see sometimes in acquisitions is companies that are willing to overpay because they don't want their competitors to have the assets. Amazon had has had, to be exact, a handful of successful original shows and movies, including the marvelous Miss Maisel and Transparent. But it hasn't been nearly as successful in earning critical acclaim and awards as Netflix, for example, which has 17 Emmy nominations in 2021, seven wins. Developing good original content is hard to do, Cuppus Whammy says. It's a lot safe, safer to play into existing intellectual cup property. It's another reason Amazon is betting big on MGM. People aren't going to subscribe to eight different streaming services, Corinne says. All of these companies are fighting to be the three or four that remain. Ultimately, we don't know how this will shake out, but I think it will boil down to who has the deepest pockets, and Amazon has some very deep pockets. All right. Um... All right, my take on this, right? All right. Um, I think it's a good move for Amazon. Now that Amazon got Amazon Prime, so why not? Why not get MGM Studios? It seems to me the reason why Amazon is purchasing MGM Studios is because, you know. MGM over the years has been successful with blockbuster movies like the James Bond franchise, which I just mentioned in the article. I feel as if, you know, when a company gets bought out, just like 20, just like 20th Century Fox or 21st Century Fox, it's been bought out by Disney. I feel that um, if a company's being brought out, it seems like they're about to lay off some people who work for them. And yeah, it, it is pretty it is pretty sad in a way to see the people that work at MGM Studios to get laid off. So that's pretty that's pretty crazy to me, man. And and I really feel bad for them, man. Yeah, I do feel bad for them, man. Trust me. I do feel bad for them. But I'm pretty sure they're gonna they're gonna really bounce back from all this. Um you know, speaking of speaking of bouncing back, <laughs> it's been a long time since we haven't heard from Mr. Cooper himself, Mark Curry. Now, I didn't know he was 65 years old when he did the interview with Wendy Williams, which is which is very, very, very rare these days. But, you know, it is what it is. So, um, all right. He was at a gas station, so I'm just going to tap into um, what I'm going to talk about here. So, according to this article by HollywoodLife.com, 
Um, hanging with Mr. Cooper star Mark Curry makes rare appearances on local news and fans are losing it. That was no ordinary driver talking about rising gas prices on KTLA. <laughs> that was Mark Curry, a.k.a. Mr. Cooper, and this random cameo gave 90s kids all the nostalgia. A, T- a TGIF legend made a surprise appearance during Monday's edition of KTLA evening news during a segment titled pain at the pump <laughs> gas prices rising none of none other than mark curry aka mr cooper from hanging mr cooper weighed in on the issue i don't look at gas prices mark said because i think it's ridiculous what can you do in the segment posted to the internet the mark is dubbed in L.A. driver, a distinction that left some fans reeling. <laughs> wow. Okay. Poor Mr. Cooper has been reduced to L.A. driver. <laughs> really? <laughs> so, show some respect to our TV dads and mentors, L.A. New- Newsies tweeted at Arish A. Ronnie. This L.A. driver, that's Mark Curry, damn it. Such disrespect. How do you not know that was Mark Curry, the comedian? What is this world getting getting to? That's hanging with Mr. Cooper, lady. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> oh, man. Man, can you imagine interviewing Mark Curry and not even realizing it? I must be old. <laughs> One Twitter user said that she says it's him later in the story, and that's good news. The other good news, oh, shit, Mr. Cooper's still looking young and healthy, one fan tweeted. <laughs> yes, he does. Um, The reporter who conducted the interview, Lauren Leister, Later clarified everything. I did not know by the end. Yes, he told us, but my story was about local gas prices and he was filling up at the station. He was so nice to talk to us and give us his opinion for local reactions, she tweeted. (laughs) Okay. For those born after the millennium, Hanging with Mr. Cooper was a five-season sitcom that aired on ABC from 1992 to 1997, which was one of my favorite shows, by the way. (laughs) It became a staple of TGIF, the block of programming that features shows like Full House, Perfect Strangers, Family Matters, Step by Step, and Boy Meets World. Hanging featured Mark Mark Cooper. Um a former college basketball star who nearly made it to the NBA, but instead wound up back in his hometown as a high school gym teacher per Looper. The show also featured Holly Robertson, Pete, Don Lewis, the late Neil Carter and Raven Simone. Oh, wow. Um, Mark's appearance comes a few weeks after he spoke with entertainment tonight. 
I'm an iconic man. I didn't know that. <laughs> Damn. I am somebody, baby. He said after being dubbed one of E.T.'s iconic leading men of 90s TV. Mark also shared how Hanging with Mr. Cooper came to be. I said to Jeff Franklin, creator of Full House, man, I would love to be a hooper. I am a basketball player. And we came up with the with this idea. I remember Holly auditioning. I remember Don Lewis auditioning. I remember it all. I didn't know what the heck I was doing. But I told them, yeah, I know what I'm doing. And so we did the pilot. We did the pilot on the set of Alan Thicke's show, Growing Pains. And we didn't change the furniture. We didn't change nothing. Mark also said that he wanted hanging with its family-friendly theme, Black cast, and a revolving door of Black celebrities to be a love letter to Oakland. The series took place before the tech boom and gentrification hit by Bay Area. In the 90s, Oakland had a bad rap, and Mark wanted to change that with his show. End quote. I just wanted to bring my community up, and that's what I tried to do, elevate to another situation to make it look good, he told Entertainment Tonight. I tried to be a positive image on television. That's why you didn't see me with a basketball, but you saw me with a computer. I was trying to be that role model, and I was trying to be a positive guy. After Mr. Cooper ended, Mark appeared on the Jamie Foxx show, had a recurring role on the Drew Carey show, and had feature roles on Our Love, See Dad Run, and Family Reunion. He still had hard he he excuse me. He's still hard at work at being a stand-up and is excited to get back on tour after COVID-19. However, if someone pitched a hanging with Mr. Cooper revival, he began. I look at television now and I say, man, I don't see anything like my show. I see nothing that makes me laugh. So I would love to come back to television. There you have it. There you have it. <laughs> okay. Now, for the reporter that didn't know who Mark Curry was, how the hell are you going to say that that's a fucking... um? That's a fucking, um, what is it? A driver. Just a plain driver at a gas station, which is a level of disrespect. That is a fucking comedian legend. <laughs> Everybody grew up watching Hanging with Mr. Cooper these days. And, and that was one of my favorite TV shows on TGIF on ABC, by the way. And I'm pretty sure everybody's familiar with that. And, and, and now, and now, um, at age 65, he, it seems he doesn't age a bit, man. He's still young, man. So, um, so congrats, man. I have to give a round of applause right here. All right. Speaking of something that's not nice, 
Ooh. I wanted to talk about this in a way, um, in terms of what um Monique said, but I would have to go over what um a bonnet is and what a history is. So I'll get to that in a second. Okay. Um, so for those of you who may not know what a bonnet is, a bonnet is basically a woman's or child's hat tied under the chin and with a brim framing the face. And and I also wanted to learn the history behind this. So so the history behind bonnets is not lost on black households. For many black women and men, wearing a bonnet to bed has been the way of protecting our hair and keeping it moisturized throughout the night. Growing up, it was strictly only for wearing around the house. It was a routine. Wake up, take your bonnet off, and go about your morning routine. A bonnet was never seen as a hair accessory to parade around outside. In fact, I remember all the times my mother and I would be running errands and we see a black woman walking around in her black silky hair wrap. Um, my mom would wrinkle her nose, turning to me to whisper how such an act was ghetto. I used to agree with her thinking to myself, why couldn't she just have done her hair? Why did she have to come outside like that? Now, as I gotten older, I don't blame myself or my brother for having those thoughts. Um, it's also, it is also, hold on. It's always been instilled in every black person that we need to leave our houses looking presentable, have our edges done, hair slicked back, braids in pristine condition. Because everyone is already judging us, which is society. And we don't need to give them another reason. Even at the age I am now, when I need to run down to simply get a package from my mail room. I quickly do my hair in a manner that won't cause people to stare or make comments because that's the reality of being a black woman. Black women have been fighting for the freedom to wear their hair however they want to for way too long. From fighting to wear their afros in the office to braids at school. It's been a constant uphill battle to simply be viewed equality. It's different when a black woman leaves her house with her hair sticking up. The concept of a messy bun isn't in our vocabulary. But why is that? Why can't we go outside in our bonnets and head scarves, especially to work or school? Why can't we hop on Zoom calls in the luxury of our ho own homes wearing them? It's the fear of how society will look at us, which is a fact. How they will wrinkle up their noses like that many times my mother has done it. Well, look as 
we don't have any home training. We don't know how to present ourselves to the world as if the world determines our own self-worth, our own value. Now, okay, it shouldn't matter if our hair is braided up to perfection or straightened with no hair sticking out. There is no difference between that black person and the one who is walking down the street with their hair wrapped under their bonnet. Um, now, I decided to actually look up the word bonnet as the definition because, you know, you know, for years you hear people use the word bonnet, but they don't know what it is. So I decided to break it down in the definition and maybe be able to understand um, why it's part of the culture which is black culture to be exact. And I bring up, I bring that up because it has to do with the nice, nice things that Monique said, which I am going to get to now. So many of you may have heard what Monique said in a video in regards to seeing black women wearing bonnets in airports and stuff. So I'm going to I'm going to actually read something that that will give you clarification. So, cornyahoonews.com. In a video shared on Instagram, Monique asked black women to stop wearing bonnets, slippers, and pajamas at airports and other spaces. Monique has a message for all the queens out there wearing bonnets at airports, but not everyone is feeling the unsolicited advice. On Saturday, the comedian and actress shared a video message to black women asking them to stop wearing bonnets, slippers, and pajamas in public spaces. It took me a minute to say what I'm getting ready to say because I want to make sure I'm not saying it from a place of judgment and that I'm saying it from a place of love. Monique told her 1 million Instagram followers. Some of y'all have given me the title of auntie, and I'm honored that y'all do that. But there are times that auntie has to talk to her babies and say real shit. <sighs> okay. Um, I'm going to share my thoughts on that in a second. Um, give me a second. All right. Um, where did I leave off? All right. I've been seeing it not just at the airport. I've been seeing it at the store, at the mall, Mooney said, adding when we lose our pride in representing ourselves. When did we slip away of let me make sure I'm presentable when I leave my home? Ah, man, I hate society so much. While she made it clear she wasn't suggesting that women always wear a full face of makeup or a lace front when out in public, she emphasized, all I'm saying is, could you please comb your hair? I'm not saying you have to pride, but the representation that you are showing someone will have to ask 
you to know if you have it, end quote, she added. It's not to get a man. It's just your representation of you, my sweet babies. <laughs> yeah, right. Monique told women to take her message as a warning as she vowed to step in if she happened to see them in the streets, in the airports, in the Walmart, and you got a bonnet on and you got slippers on and you looking like, what the fuck? Auntie Nikki gonna tap you and say, hey, baby girl, show you what you are worth. Show you what you deserve. Monique also urged wise sisters to join her in correcting what she sees as not representing themselves with pride. <sighs> that may be a part of us helping our community because if you look like you don't give a damn, how are you going to be treated, said Monique. So when I say, hey, queen, I can only say it to the sisters that it belongs to because a lot of us are still in queen training. Queen training? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so if you if you are in queen training, stop being fearful of taking your position, she added. Queens don't walk around in bonnets and headscarves and slippers and pajamas. That's for the house. When you go outside, represent you, baby, like you are worthy and you deserve the title of Hey Queen. Monique's video garnered a lot of comments and plenty of opinions, particularly those who felt her message was cloaked in respectfully politics. This was such a disappointment. Imagine women growing up watching you be loud, curse, grab your crotch, and make heinous jokes just for you to turn around and police women for wearing a bonnet, one person wrote in a lengthy comment. How is it that you can't address women as queens based on how they're dressed, but you expect corporations to pay you fairly with complete disregard to some of your previous actions on stage and in public? Out of everything going on in the world, you choose to police women of color, specifically black women, for being comfortable in public, and you call this being a queen. Um, she added, I was a little lost at why a lot of people stopped following you over the years, but I clearly understand now. This was extremely anti-black, misogynistic, and ignorant. If you know better, do better. I just cannot believe the women who did nothing besides body shame, skinny women, talk about dick, and had an entire series dedicated to harassing a black man has the audacity to police another black woman on appropriate behavior. Um, another commentator who actually agreed with her accused Monique of hypocrisy for wearing a bathrobe in a video message. Despite many comments scolding the Academy Award winning actress for her comments, there were many others who applauded her for it. She's right. I'm sure some of this perspective is age, said one of her followers. The look is not cute. No, you don't have to dress up to go to the airport. Uh, I sure as hell don't. But I'm not looking so bad that I hope 
no one sees me. And looking good enough so that if someone does see me, even if they don't like what I'm wearing or they don't like how I look, they know I'm representing. I'm representing us and I'm doing it well. All right. <clears throat> All right. Before I even go to the, the uh before I even go to the next topic of of Batman and and the uh Space Strand 2 trailer, I would like to say a couple of words. Okay. First and foremost, let me take a drink. All right, here we go. All right, let me tell you something, Monique, on a men like crisis, bitch ass with braids who who wore a fucking bathrobe in, in her own home. Why are you wasting your time trying to fucking judge other black folks who's wearing a bonnet? What is the problem with with women wearing a bonnet, slippers, pajamas, and stuff like that? Wait, this is the problem that I have with society. And the reason why I bring up society, because it reminds me of sociology that I took when I was in college. I took sociology because I wanted to understand why people in the world are so fucking judgmental to one another. And now I understand why there's a bunch of bullies all around the world. And then you have people like... People like Monique wonder why her career is down the fucking tubes. Because you're too busy worrying about other people and what they're supposed to wear. First of all, let them wear what they want to fucking wear, all right? Because to me, to me, you're being a hypocrite. How you going to tell someone what they want to, what they can and can't wear, but you want to wear a bathrobe? Out of the blue with your big ass braids. And you wonder why, and you wonder why um Steve Harvey and a lot of people don't like you. Because you're a fucking hypocrite. And I can't, and I don't like hypocrites, man. And this is why I'm going to not only give you a buzzer for this, but you're wrong for this shit. And on top of that. You want to know why nobody's picking you up? Because you are fucking trash. You're on a midnight crisis on a fucking Lamborghini, and 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 you and you not only have big ass braids, but but now all of a sudden you got white hair too, which I do have a little white hair myself, but not as worse as not as worse as Monique. All right, so I'm gonna tell you like this though, man. Look, let black women wear what they want to wear. And you and, and 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 I think the reason why you're too concerned about women wearing bonnets and stuff is because you don't understand the fucking history behind it. It's part of black culture. Whether you like it or not, get over your fucking self. And you wonder why your fucking career is going down the tubes, which I'm going to flush you right now. 
I had to do it. I had to do it. I had to do it, man. <laughs> I had to do it. This is just beyond ridiculous and crazy that I had to that I had to just say. I just had to I I had to, man. But anyway, um the next topic I want to talk about has to do with a, a, a Batman scene that that's been cut out of the new Harley Quinn animated series cartoon. Now, I know many of you may say that um, cutting the scene out of a cartoon that's animated, that's made for adults, which is which is which is supposed to be made for adults. But I'll get to my thoughts in a second and read this. Okay. According to the article at TMZ.com, not so fun fact about Batman, he doesn't go down. Or so we've learned after DC Comics dropped the hammer on an oral sex scene in the Harley Quinn animated series. Producers of HBO Max adult animated series really tried to push the envelope, but co-creator Justin Halpern says was told by DC absolutely cannot do that because heroes don't do that. And and how are they supposed to sell Batman toys if the heroes perform in oral sex? Look, if you have a, an adult cartoon, right, like an animated series and it's for adults, it's not a PG-13. It's a rated R. Get over it. Harpern told Variety they get a lot of more creative freedom when it comes to writing and developing villains. They can do pretty much anything, but there are all kinds of rules for superheroes. He says the he says the the confrontation went down during production of the upcoming third season of Harley um, Birds. Oh, never mind. Between, you gotta love their retort to sell DC suits. According to Justin, so we said, are you saying heroes are just selfish lovers? You might notice DJ Khaled is now trending with many fans joking that he's actually the Cape Crusader. If you are wondering why, look it up. There. There's so much we can say here. Third season of Harley Quinn, who, um, who, um, who is voiced by Big Bang Theory star Kelly Corco streams later this year. All right, I don't understand how you have a creator who created an adult cartoon animated series like a Harley Quinn and you cut out a fucking scene of Batman doing all sex claiming that superheroes don't do that if you re- if you really wanted to to actually sell toys and everything just because it's PG-13 then do that on a separate on a separate platform don't do it on an adult cartoon imagine if if somebody was to cut off a character from a Rick and Morty cartoon, I bet you everybody would not be happy about that. 
And and you know, there's a level of um there's a level of um hypocrisy that I talked about previously in terms of the double standards of what's going on in TV and film industry and stuff. I feel like if you're gonna cut somebody off just because just because you don't like them, listen, it's art. Cartoons are supposed to be fun and full of art, love. And people like cartoons like that. People don't like the political bullshit. Just like the political bullshit that they try to put on The Simpsons, which is one of my favorite TV shows, by the way. Now, I'm pretty sure a lot of people would not like the political bullshits in their cartoons and TV shows. All right. I'm just, I just had it with some people who tried to cut off things, especially art, by the way. And I feel like art's supposed to stay. You you can't, you can't please everybody if you're a cartoon creator. All you can do is just, it's just, you know, do the best you can as a content creator of a cartoon. And that's all I'm gonna say on that one. So I'm gonna just I'm gonna just put a button on that. Um I will post another question in regards to um the Batman scene for all you comic book um fanatics out there. Um <clears throat> I'm just I'm just annoyed. All right. <laughs> I'm just annoyed right now, man. And this is just crazy, man. And I have to really no. This is this is something I have to do. Yeah, they deserve that shit, man. <laughs> yeah, they deserve that shit, man. But um all right, so I think that's gonna do it. I want to do one more set. I want to do a segment that I never got a chance to do in a minute. And this has to, and this has to do with, um, space jam and space jam is going to be our new segment called, just give me a sec. It's going to be it's going to be called hang on a minute here. I thought I had it. I thought I had it right here. Hold on, hold on. Um okay. So it's going to be all right. Um I'm just gonna go with it. I'll find a segment. So the segment that I was going to do was called Movie Man Cave. And this has to do with Space Jam, A New Legacy. Now, for those of you who may not know, um, I did see the trailer. And, you know, I find it pretty interesting with the trailer, which is probably... um, And I actually spoke about this, which is the same way when when we talked about the whole um, sequel to Coming to America. 
it's never going to be like the original, okay? It's never going to be like the first one because it's a different story and it's a different um it's a different way to tell a particular um story. Like for instance, in this one there's no monsters. But I'm not going to give away all the spoilers. So so let me get to how the story of Space Jam A New Legacy is about with the synopsis. So NBA superstar LeBron James teams up with Bugs Bunny and the rest of the Looney Tunes for this long-awaited sequel. Um, so, so the cast goes like LeBron James. There's Zendaya, who voices Lola Bunny. There's Don Cheeto. There's um, Sinequa uh, Martinez, Jim Cummings, Fred um Tress McNeil, Martin Clever, and you know the you know the rest of the cast, man. Um so what I take from um what I take from the trailer, I say it looks good. And I don't mind check I don't mind checking that shit out though, man. But it's not gonna come out till July 16th. So just to let you know, it's gonna be out in theaters and it's going to be on um HBO HBO um Max. So um with that being said, um let me let me let me say this though before I wrap up the show. Um look I know many of you may have saw me butcher on some words lately, but at the same token, at the same token, I do try my best to not, to not be perfect. And like I said previously in the beginning, I'm not a perfect reader. I'm not a fast reader like most people. I nearly tried to be a fast reader when I was in private school and it wasn't easy. And I don't like, and I don't like to butcher, but that's, that's part of like, you know, trying to, you know, not be something that you're not. And, you know, I feel like, you know, I did take a picture of a pic that was posted months ago in regards to, in regards to, um, what podcasting is about. I want to look for it. So let me look for it in the gallery. So just give me a sec. Um, other than that, man, that's going to do it for this show. If you like what you heard, feel free to show some love by making a generous donation to to my PayPal, which is which is paypalme dot dot me slash gmoneystacks, Queens, New York. And an, another way you could donate is through my Cash App, which is which is G Money Dollar Sign G Money Stacks five fifty five. That's Dollar Sign G M O N E Y S T A C K Z five fifty five. Um. Now, um. 
before I even get to the uh, uh, here it is. So, for those of you who are trying to be a creator of a podcast show, um, let me say this from a pic that I took a picture of. Podcasting is about your thoughts on the topics at hand, not the audience. Never compromise your house to keep company. In other words, you don't in other words, you don't want misery to be part of your company. You know what I'm saying? I hope you do. Now, and like I said, it's not about pleasing the audience. It's about your thoughts and talks or what you think about your topics at hand. And let me get to the social media handles real quick. So you can find the podcast on Facebook and Instagram, which is off the Meat Rat Chains NY podcast on Facebook and Instagram, all in one word, the same name. And you can also find me on on my primary handle, which is gmoneystacks555 in Queens, New York. Also, you can DM me your thoughts on what you like about the topics, what you didn't like or whatever. Um, and, and if you need advice on anything, whether it's, um, whether it's a chain leather, whether it's um, whether you are a rapper, Singer, DJ, VJ, black-owned transsetter who has a business, uh, radio personality, podcast host like myself, and other career fields. All you gotta do is go to the email right here on the screen of YouTube, which is G, which is excuse me, off the meat rat chains and why podcast at gmail.com. That's off the meat rat. Chains and why podcast at gmail.com. Now, for the streaming platforms where you could listen to the episodes, um, you can listen to the episodes on Podorama, Anchor, Spotify, Audio Burst, Deezer, TuneIn, plus Alexa, Player FM, Podchaser. By the way, when you go to the Podchaser link in the link tree, slash G Money Stacks, you're going to see Podchaser. Click on that and make sure you leave a review and a rating, a five-star rating to actually show some love. And speaking of showing love, our next streaming platform is Stitcher, Pocket Cast, Podcast Addict, Breaker, Listen Notes, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, and don't forget to listen to Off the Meat Rat Chains New York podcast on Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, and last but not least, the YouTube. Now, all you got to do is your part by subscribing to the YouTube channel, which is G Money Stacks 555. Be sure to click the notification bell with alerts so you can be able to get more video content. And upcoming 
live stream episodes, previous episodes that will be um, posted after the recording on the channel page. Alongside with leaving a like, leave a comment on the episodes along with the topics that was discussed. And don't forget to download your favorite ep- your favorite episodes that you like. And if you miss any previous episodes that you missed, don't worry. It's all going to be posted on every streaming platforms. And all you got to do is go to the link in the bio that says Linktree slash GMoneyStacks555. You're going to see a whole list of audio streaming choices that I just mentioned just now. And also, don't forget to um, spread the word to your friends, your workers, models, actors, actresses, singers, rappers, um, whoever. And and don't forget to share the podcast along with audio streaming platforms with your friends. And now I do want to I do want to leave off with this. Um like I always say like I always say, um, if you have a dream of being a podcaster like myself, um, don't let anybody stop you from doing what you got to do. Because at the end of the day, you're doing this for you. You're not doing this for everybody else um also i would like to also say look the more the story to this show is to basically inform people and to basically be able to you know do the best i can as a host to actually you know not not do too much I'm trying to relax so I could actually relieve myself from all the stress and and pressure that I've been going through for the past couple of days. So I'm glad that you guys stuck around with me and I truly appreciate that. Um, also, um, also, um, I would like to say thank you. To every new listener and current listener out there that's been rocking with me, even though even though it's been kind of difficult for me to get co-hosts and stuff due to work schedules and stuff. Um at the same token, um I am going to clock out. This has been episode 42. So I'm going to give myself a round of applause for 42 episodes in the books. And some explosions. And I'm going to see you guys next time in the next episode. So I'm Gene Money Stacks. Thank you for tuning in. Um, Peace and one love. And have yourself 
a great night. Listen, if you like what you heard, all you got to do is follow the podcast, comment about the topics and what you thought about the episodes of Off the Meat Rat Chains New York podcast on Facebook and Instagram so you can be a part of the discussions for each topic every week. Plus, if you would like to be a guest co-host to chime in on topics, topic ideas, interviews, whether you are a rapper, singer, Black-owned trendsetter that has a business, producer, actor, actress, doctor, DJ, VJ, radio personality, podcast host, other career fields, need advice that you want us to read on the air like a chain letter about anything, you can email the show at Off the Meat Rat Chains NY Podcast at gmail.com o-f-f-t-h-e-m-e-a-t-r-a-c-k-c-h-a-i-n-z n-y-p-o-d-c-a-s-t at gmail.com now where you can follow us is on facebook and instagram which is all in one word which is off the meat rat chains NY podcast alongside with my Instagram handle G money stacks 555 in Queens, New York. That's G M O N E Y S T A C K Z five, five, five I N Q U E E N S N Y. That's G Money Stacks 555 in Queens, New York. Now, in case you miss any of the episodes, don't worry. I got you. You can download your favorite episodes, like, subscribe, show the podcast some love with a five-star rating. We show our realness as far as the subjects being discussed in the conversations we have in each episode of the podcast inspire motivate sense of humor is an important key here because i believe laughter is the best medicine when it comes to dark times we want the show to be the safety net of putting a smile on your faces whether it's having bad days losses of loved ones work and other difficult challenges 
The show will be there for you no matter what you are going through. You are not alone in this case. Be sure to comment on the episodes with the topics. Share the podcast and streaming platforms of of Anchor, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spotify, Breaker, Deezer, Pocket Cast, Podchaser, Listen Notes, Player FM, Podorama, Podcast Addict, Google Podcasts, Audio Burst, and don't forget, you can find Off the Meat Rat Chains New York Podcast on Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, and the YouTube. Plus, don't forget to subscribe to the channel page, G Money Stats 555. Click on the notification bell so you can be reminded of when Off the Meat Rat Chains New York Podcast goes on the air live. Upcoming live stream episodes, previous recorded episodes, like, comment on the episodes with the topics, share the podcast, including the streaming services with your friends. I'm Gene Money Stacks, and thank you all for listening, tuning in, sticking around with us, and watching us on YouTube. And let's keep the views going and the subscribers going on the YouTube. Thank you. One love.